Today is Friday, January 26th, 2024, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Nate. All right, today, perception is reality, or is it? Um, anyway, we get into that saying, and I talk about why I like it. Um, Crisis King is the new white supremacist slogan. Uh, tell that to all the Jewish people who wrote the Bible who were not exactly white. Which, by the way, I forgot to bring that up. Yeah, like certain groups of people... Um, they want to have their cake and eat it too. And I'm all in favor of that when you can, but there's so many times they can't because logic escapes them. So on one hand, people want to talk about how, oh, you white people, blah, blah, blah. Like Jesus wasn't white. Jesus was brown. Jesus was a Jew. All the disciples were Jewish, blah, blah, blah. They were all brown. They were all brown. But then you want to say, and who also say Christ is king. All these like, you know, not white Jewish people are like, yeah, Christ is king. It's all through the Bible. Jesus is Lord. Christ is king. They're, they're not white. They're brown. They're Jewish. And then when, we say Christ is king. Now that same group wants to demonize us and say, oh, if you say Christ Christ is king, that's white supremacy. I'm like, really? Tell that to all the brown Jewish people who wrote the Bible. Um, anyway, so they cannot have their cake nor eat it too. Either? Anyway. Okay. Um, then we talk about the mo what is the most Canadian pizza? Answers may surprise you. Um, then we get into a little bit of philosophy and I promptly run away because... Uh, I, 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 man, my philosophical view is, hey, is the glass half empty or is it half full? I mean, there are some elements to philosophy that we need and I actually like, um, but that does not go very deep because whenever you start going deep, you start just getting very abstract and ethereal and very like cerebral and for religion, it's just stupid. It is droning. It is wasteful. Uh, sorry for people who like philosophy. <laughs> but for theology and like Jesus and eternal life, it is like the, one of the most unnecessary things. It's like when you get into doctrines and like deep theology, then it becomes more pertinent. But it's also further away from the actual gospel and the, the bare bones, the ABCs of what you need to accomplish eternal life. Faith in Jesus. Um, anyway, so um, is that it? Yeah, check out the Ask a Christian book. That would help everyone. I, I, I need to send this. Someone remind me. I, I got to send people some copies of this to uh, to maybe help them chill out a little bit more. Anyway, check out the Ask a Christian book to how to have civil conversations with people who aren't always so civil. Um, and also we'll go through like some, some basics, discipleship, answering some basic questions about Christianity and the experience we've had over the years, uh, talking with people from all over the world of all different kinds, of all different beliefs and lack thereof. Um, and you can check out the Ask a Christian store, grab a t-shirt, coffee cup, doggy t-shirt, whatever, and support this podcast of sharing the gospel with people um, all over the world. Anyways, have an awesome day. We'll see you later. Mr. McZad, what's up? Morning. Good morning. What's on your mind? Nothing right now. I was just listening about how... You raised your hand! <laughs> I was listening to the bit about how... Jesus is white supremacy, so the Bible is white supremacy, so the Bible is evil. Well, that's kind of where I was going, right? Because I wanted to I see where we were going with this. Well, well yeah, I, I mean, I think it like you know lives and dies with common sense because I, I think it. Oh gosh, what was it? Um, was it like Salon or I? Maybe it was Rolling Stone. I don't know. It was one of the trash magazines that was saying, um, you know, Christ is to say Christ is King is like the the slogan of white supremacy or the far right. Um, and I'm like, wait, if it's if it's white supremacy to say Christ is King, the Bible says Christ is King. The Bible is written by a bunch of brown Jewish dudes, so they are white supremacists. 
Um, and then everyone is supposed to say, no, of course not. But they would say yes, because uh, there was like, um, there was like oh, uh, uh, Larry Elder, remember that? When he was um, petitioning or, or he was campaigning to be governor of uh, California, they said he was the new face of white supremacy. I'm like, well, if you're going to call Larry Elder, you know, a, a very black man, the new face of white supremacy, then I guess um, you're going to call a bunch of Jewish guys who wrote the Bible white supremacist. <laughs> um, so that's, you know, that's the clown world we live in. Is, are your thoughts congruent with that? <laughs> I'm not sure what to make of it. Well, it's a bunch of nonsense, and, you know, we probably deserve to get hit by a meteor at some point. Larry Elder, one of, one of my least favorite people in the world, uh, is not he, he, he regurgitates a lot of talking points, but then he also says some things uh, like uh, if, if he had been in, if he had been in the 1800s, he would have reported on that Turner and, uh, and fought for uh, uh, fought for the South. That's the kind of stuff that makes him the son of non God in the black community saying, those type what? of things when you say it. You sound so we hear your, well, we hear your TV very loud, but I'm, I'm interested. Like, what did you say that would he would be fighting for the South? Like, what did you... Because I've heard him talk some, and every time I hear him, I mean, it's very much, <clears throat> you know, modern-day political topic, talking points that I tend to agree with. But what, what are you talking about that he said that makes you say he would fight for the South? Like, I don't listen to him a lot. But, yeah, why do you say that, or what do you say? If you're speaking. All right. Well, brother, what's up? Are you speaking? Uh, no, I'm mainly listening because I'm driving at work, but, you know, I can say something every once in a while. Just, I don't really have any kind of uh, religious thought on my mind at the moment. Well, Christ is king. Amen. You know, I was thinking someone mentioned perceptions reality, and uh, I always like that because, of course, it's wrong. Perception is not reality, but I mean, it takes it takes someone to to think just a minute about that. Hang on, let me let me share this link to someone else. Um, share the link, share the link, share the link. Um. Perception is reality. Is it your perception that I'm not paying attention? Because that would be reality. <laughs> um, anyway, I always like that saying because, I, I mean, it makes you think a little bit. But the point is, the point stands. So, like, when people say perception is reality, I mean, it means the way they see something, like how they perceive something, they're going to treat it as reality. So, I mean, the reason I like that is because if you're, you know, just like a knuckle-dragging human, you're like, perception is not reality. I'm like, yes, yes, everyone knows that. That's like the that's like the pithiness or wittiness of the saying. Of course it's wrong. Perception is not reality, but it means that, you know, how you perceive something, for all intents and purposes, you treat it as reality. So, so like, the, the takeaway is you need to really, really try to make sure people have a correct perception because they're going to treat their perception as if it's real even if it's not. 
So you want them to have the correct perception because that's how they're going to treat it. And Chris said amen. Did Chris say amen? Sure, sounds great. What's up, man? Crisis King. You agree? What, what did I just agree to? I'll tell you in a minute. Crisis King, do you agree to that? Uh, yeah, sure. You're a white supremacist. That, that's like a new a new talking point is if you say uh, the phrase Christ is King, um, that that's a new slogan of white supremacy. Oh, according to who? Um, I, I was trying to remember. It was either like, like it was some trash magazine. It was like Salon or, or not Vogue, um, Rolling Stone or something like that. Um, uh, they were getting in a war with um, the creator of Gab, that um, Andrew Toba, Torba, something like that. <laughs> Andrew Tobit, <laughs> Andrew Torba, I think. Um, because, you know, he, he always says, like, things like that, like little catchphrases. And, I mean, you know, Christ is king. The Bible says Christ is king. But, you know, he, he that's really, like, I think what he signs all of his, like, correspondence with. So they latched onto that. And I saw this article about it and how they were saying that's the new face of white – or the new um, slogan of white supremacy to say Christ is king. Somehow I don't think they're going to get very far with that. Well, I mean, they'll get as far as, you know – the two men can have a baby crowd and men get pregnant and you know, that type of stuff. So I mean, with that crowd, I mean, they'll, they'll get just as far as they've gotten with all the other nonsense, but with reality, no, I mean, McZed was here for like two seconds and he, he was asking, he's like, I, I wonder where they're going with that. I'm like, cause uh, you know, the, the Bible says it. I'm like, yeah, the Bible is written by a bunch of like Brown Jewish dudes. So I guess they're white supremacists now. That's kind of how that works. So how's your Friday going? Not too bad. Dropped off my kid, had some breakfast, dropped off my father-in-law. Taxi service is almost over. Going to go work a little bit and make some dollar bills. And donate them to the church? Lots of them get donated to the church. <laughs> so it's been a couple days since you've uh, spoken in here, I think. Any theological things on your mind? Uh, Christ is king. Good? I mean, the sentiment is good, but I mean, should we just call it a day now? Or Yeah, I think we've solved all the problems for a Friday. I guess. I was hoping to at least get like an hour out of it. Enough time to play my Fortnite. Um, you like my icon? <laughs> let's, let's zoom in. Um, you're, you're not going to get it, but that's okay. I want to say it looks like Jordan Peterson. <coughs> Who is that? As far from Jordan Peterson as you can get. It's <laughs> it's a uh, Leighton Flowers. Oh, you you shared that the other day. Who yeah. who is Leighton Flowers exactly? Like he's, he's a, he, is like a liberal something or? Yeah, kind of. He's starting to embrace open theism. He's a he's a uh, what they call a provisionist or an anti-Calvinist. He just hates God. Because he is an anti-Calvinist, or he is anti-Calvinist plus he hates God. Yeah, both. Because it's one and the same, or different. <laughs> well, for him, it's one and the same. <laughs> is it for yeah. you one and the same? <laughs> these My days brother? he is the anti-Calvinist. I'm just saying that these days he is the anti-Calvinist. Yeah. He says some wacky stuff. I think James White is supposed to debate him next month. It's going to be really interesting. And James White is Calvinist? 
Yes, famously Calvinist. Dude, I don't know these people. Which I'm going to say is a feather in my cap because they're like, you follow this guy, you follow Calvin, you follow him, he's your pastor, he's your pope. I'm like, yeah, I don't know any of these people. I, I just read the Bible and do that. So uh, I'm going to say feather in my cap. you know who cap. Pope Francis is. Come on. Not my pope. Yeah, yeah, I know him. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying, Leighton Flowers is right up there with the, you know, unbelievers, man. Well, yeah, I mean, I, the reason I know Pope Francis is because, you know, he's, he's like enough in the, in the culture that, you know, you see wacky things he does and like, you know, mainstream blogs. You don't have to go to like religious, um, you know, religious papers to find that. You can find it on the front page of like, you know, mainstream media stuff. So, uh, so I mean, that's why I know, you know, the, the Pope Francis. Um, I mean, if they did the same for Leighton Flowers, I'm, I'd, I'd know who he is. Yeah, sure. Um, the, uh, Babylon I think you should listen to what he has to say before you label someone. Huh? I always Dude, think Flowers sent to do. Yeah, well, I presumably listen, he I has, right? Every... Yeah. I don't presume I mean, I've listened listen to more. Myself. I think I've listened to probably 10 hours of Leighton Flowers. It's all the same thing. You just put it on repeat. Uh, Bill, I'm trying to invite you up here. Uh, brother, can I make you a mod real fast? Can you send uh, Mr. Oh, there he is. There I am. There Actually, he is. <laughs> I'm, I'm working, sorry. I don't know if you want me to moderator. Do what? I'm working right now. Yeah, yeah, I was just trying to get you up on the stage because you raised your hand. So I need to stop. I need to get that, like, apparently my perception is not reality. Like, I need to get that false sense out of my hand. Uh, out of my head that when people raise their hand, they actually want to talk. Like every time someone raises their hand, I like invite them up. I'm like, Hey, what's up? They're like, nothing. I'm like, well, do you want to say something? Like, no, I'm just listening. I'm like, but you raised your hand to talk on the stage. <laughs> so Mr. Bill say something or forever be known as one of those people. Yeah. I love that Leighton flowers for Chris rain. Does this mean you're not a Calvinist now, Chris? I mean, yeah, I've asked Leighton into my heart. You know, <laughs> I've uh, I figured out that all along the Bible was wrong and Leighton was right, and uh, I should have listened to him all along. Yeah. Hey, James, what's up? Long time. Yeah, what's up, Nate? How you guys doing? <laughs> Good. Hope all is well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Driving right now to pick up my daughter, take her to high school. School, so we are doing good. How about you folks? Everybody have a good holiday, good Christmas, good New Year. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was good. Have Have you been uh, taking a break or just uh, in other other circles or other? I I I've been a member of Discord like pre pandemic because my daughter had it, so I was on it, and then I'm I was on it with the. Uh, street epistemology server for a long time and then i got you know i don't know i deleted it accidentally i don't know what i did but i left no i think i left i got frustrated and i left and then went back and the clubhouse came on and then i've been bouncing back and forth so now i'm on discord right now because this app is less active and the the new update kind of messed things up so i bounced yeah, I hate yeah. this app yeah. so much, but it's still <laughs> it's still the best one I got. Hey, you can join our Discord server. Click on that top link up there. I'm actually a member, bro. That's uh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. The, that's See, the I, one you were talking about, or? Well, I don't go there and, and voice chat. I I go to Discord and voice chat and other channels, other servers. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we I don't, am we a don't really. Yeah. 
yeah, we don't really voice chat over there. I don't think anyone's ever voice chatted over there. It's mostly just uh, posting funny, funny Christian-ish yeah. memes. And uh, yeah, I've seen the, I've seen the, Yeah, I've seen <laughs> like, those. Like Ito down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, hey, I bounced back there once. Yeah. Hey, Lou, it's Friday. You should be talking, right? Yeah, he's working. Not oh, on Friday. I'm working today. Yeah. No, it's not every Friday. It's some Friday. Oh. All right. What's what's going You're on in your uh, scenery, Nate? In your religious discussion circles, what do you got for us, Lou? Oh, nothing. No pressure, but you know, pressure. No pressure or under pressure. <laughs> All right, Sint's raising his hand. Sint will have something to say. Hey, Sint. Well, look, good morning. Yes, sir, I'm doing pretty good. You know, thank you, uh, Dr. Uh, Nate. Uh, Good morning, everybody on stage, you know, inside the audience. Uh, Yeah, I had a question. Uh, In respect to Malachi 3, verse 1, right, the Lord uh, say he's coming down from heaven, right? Uh, And there is a a consensus that John the Baptist appeared to be the one who's going to uh, prepare his way. So, uh, you know, the Lord of hosts, he is one person. Uh, John the Baptist, you know, he is also one person. You know, who is, uh, you know, John the Baptist preparing the way for? Is it uh, Jesus or the dove? Jesus. He says, look, here comes one now whose sandals I'm not even worthy to lace. That wasn't the Holy Spirit. That wasn't the dove. That was Jesus. Um, And then he's the way you know that is because he's like, look, and there's Jesus. It was only after they have the whole conversation about being baptized and John don't want to baptize me. He's like, I'm not worthy. He's like, you should baptize me. He's like, you need to baptize me. He's like, okay. So it was after that whole dialogue takes place that then you hear the voice call out from heaven. You see the Holy Spirit descending like a dove. So uh, no, he says, look, here comes one now. Um, so he's he's clearly uh, talking about Jesus in that one. Okay, so, uh, yeah, no, look, I agree that, you know, uh, John the Baptist, I mean, of a certainty, you know, show, you know, show respect to the, uh, you know, Lord Jesus, you know, of a certainty. But, you know, there was just one person who was speaking, you know, the uh, Lord of hosts, you know, he says that he's coming down from heaven and he shall, there is only one who's going to prepare his way. And that's John the Baptist. So, uh, you know, from what we do see, you know, I mean, it's not two messengers. I mean, John the Baptist cannot be preparing the way for Jesus and the one who is speaking and, you know, Malachi, uh, Malachi 3, verse 1. So, I mean, I mean, here is the thing. Uh, I mean, I know you may have Jesus to be pre-existing, you know, but yep. again, the wording. Yeah, yeah. The wording in the Malachi 3, verse 1, there is only one person who's saying that one, only one shall prepare his way. And so, Sir, you know, if, if it's, I mean, I'll let you want to possibly say that is it's a twofold uh preparing away because for certainty uh the holy spirit is the one uh you know who's coming with the power so you don't see the holy spirit well, having john the baptist well, uh, well, well hang on uh chris i think chris and Edo both want to say something hey all i want Calvinist, to do is okay. ask one quick question what is a person okay so keep that in your uh, mind the what is a person and then i'll follow what is a woman but um well if you look if you follow the john the baptist story you know it's important to read the whole bible uh, but this, for this, you only need to, well, I guess the Malachi, but you really focus on the New Testament. So when Jesus shows up, he's like, I'm, here comes the one now who's greater than I. So he's, uh, you know, Jesus, the way is prepared for Jesus. You get that because then they have the conversation like I talked about. But then 
to say it's not the Holy Spirit, uh, not the dove there, you get Jesus where he says, I am going, but I will send the Holy Spirit. So John can't be preparing the way for the Holy Spirit if Jesus is the one who says, I will send the Holy Spirit. I will go so the Comforter can come. So it's right in the Bible. You, you just got to read it. But um, I think Edo also wanted to say something. Edo, right. Well, I'll just respond. Right, right, right. Let me respond hey. to him. So he asked me, well, uh, what's a person? Uh, you know, so a person, from what I do see, is, I mean, if you go to the, the uh, Cambridge, you know, you would see it where it says a, a man, nope. woman, or child. We, we can't Sorry? define what a per If we're talking about what is a person in, in the context of John, we can't go 2,000 years later and try to okay. define a person right. the way Cambridge All right. defines it. All right. So, so here is the thing, right? If there is a question that's going to be asked me, I want to have time to be able to answer it and, you, you, know, you know, not get cut off. Well, I'm trying to save us a lot of inaccuracies. Right. We, okay. Yeah, so, well, so look. What all right. The so I yield. I yield. Wait, thank let you. Let me rephrase the question, Saint. What is the theological definition of a person? Ah, uh, he left. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like if someone asked me. Nate, uh, Nate, can I go one second? Because um, you got Acts uh, 19. Yeah, go four. ahead. Uh, sorry, sorry. Acts 19, 4 says, John baptized with a baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him. That is in Jesus. John 19, 4. Thank you, Edo. And I mean, like I, I, I try to cut people off like as little as possible, but if it's something that's just like totally wrong from inception, like if someone asks me how to build a rocket ship and I start telling them how to build a boat, I mean, I can't rightly get mad for them cutting me off. I mean, they're like, no, look, dude, look, like, you got to let me tell you how to build a rocket. You got to take planks. You got to get them buoyant where they can float in the water. Like, dude, I, I said rocket. You're talking about a boat. It's just wrong. Like, I can't really complain about getting cut off. So I mean, when you're so wrong from the start, I'm just trying to, like, save everyone time. And, you know, if you had a really good explanation, like, no, no, I'm talking about a boat, but it's going to end in a rocket ship. I promise. Bear with me. Well, then typically we extend grace and see what kind of crazy route you're taking. Uh, Lou, did you say something, or was that? Did you want to say something about that? Or am I crazy? Can I have a boat that turns into a rocket? Because that sounds super cool. Come on, Nate. I want to. I didn't mean to cause them bad feels, but I mean, if I'm like, if you're like, what is a person in context of the Bible? And he starts off with the Cambridge Dictionary defines. Well, no. <laughs> just, just no. Okay, so Chris, uh, what is a person? Can, can you just uh, see see your argumentation through um, to where you would like to have shown him? Right. So the definition of a person is the individual substance of a rational nature. That's a mouthful, right? <laughs> so, I mean, we can go into that a little bit if you want, but, like, yeah, that's, that is... There was a theologian in the 6th century named Boethius, and that was his definition of a person. should have named my kid that. Boethius? Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good one, dude. Like, if you were to name your kid Athanasius, like, what would his, what would his <laughs> short name be like? Would it be Nuss? Would it be Athy? Like, what, Athy? How, what I'd go with name? Athy. Athy? All right. I'm or just, or just, point, just, just point and laugh. Hey you! <laughs> hey you! Yeah, that's about right. Or or 
Hey, guy who got excommunicated from the from the uh, church, and then asked back. That Athanasius. But wait, he got uh, he, he got he got um, what kicked out of the church because he was good and the church was bad, and then the church turned Correct. good and asked him back. Or the uh, what was yeah. it like to do with Arianism or something else? Yeah, yeah, totally. So what happened yep. is they had the Council of Nicaea. Once they had the Council of Nicaea, Athanasius got all the bishops that went to Nicaea to agree to biblical Christianity. Well, then the Arians reared their ugly heads, and they had the power of the emperor with them because the emperor was an, was an Arian. And uh, they, Pope Liberius, or just the Bishop of Rome, because they were all called Papa, even Athanasius was called Papa, um, the Bishop of Rome excommunicated Athanasius on the instructions of Constantine, and he spent a good portion of his life in exile, away from the church, um, standing against the Bishop of Rome and the councils, because there were a number of Arian councils right after Nicaea that had more bishops at them, and they declared Arianism as the one true faith. Uh, and then the Truth won out, and uh, eventually Athanasius was asked back, Liberius was uh, dead, and uh, everything was right with the world again. Well, all right. And hey, uh, Dr. Josh down there, what, what is the most, uh, looking at your PTR, what is the most Canadian pizza? I, I mean, I'm sure it would have Canadian bacon, but would that be it? Or, because I mean, Canadian bacon is just ham. Right, maybe I, I think maybe it's sliced, it's sliced, right? it's sliced more thinly or something. What? Canadian bacon and maple syrup. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that would be the that would be the abomination <laughs> of the Canadian pizza because they do everything else wrong. Why wouldn't they do pizza wrong? You know, I I like a Hawaiian pizza. Someone suggested that. I, I mean, I don't know if like Canadians have more of a claim on Hawaiian pizza, even though like, I I don't know. I mean, they they got the I don't know that 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 question is a stumper. Anyone have an answer? We, we need to ask I mean, Michael if he gets in here. I can just keep making fun of Canadians. I mean, we can do. Yeah, that. like you don't have enough enemies already. Wow, man, you always need more enemies. More enemies. Oh, hey, did you see how the Canadian? Uh, what was it? Um, what high court or something like that? Like basically, um overturned the trucker convoy thing um, saying how they had no right to invoke the emergency act because it was basically based on a lie. Like it was meant for like wartime powers, but they incited or, or they, uh, they said that it was because um, people were going to shoot police officers, which there was like, uh, what, like no evidence of or something like that. And based on like two, two citizens that they made that claim against, they use that to invoke the wartime powers, um, the, the like emergency act or whatever which gave them um, legal uh, easement to crack down on the entire convoy. And they're just like, no, that was all wrong. You're all bad. So now, like, I, I guess you tell me, Josh, is, is Canada in an uproar? Or is that something that's kind of like when they print a retraction here? And it's like they'll, like, lie out their teeth on, like, CNN. And then, like, two months later, um, after it's all, they've all been proven wrong and, like, they're getting, like, sued and everything, they'll print a retraction. Um, and their headline, is, headline will be something like, what we said remains firm. And then like 
three paragraphs down and be like, oh, we were wrong about everything. This is a retraction. Maybe it's like swept under the rug. I don't know. Wait, what? No, J Josh, I thought you were Canadian. I, I, I guess I, I, I just assumed, I guess, since you and Michael were friends, that you were fellow countrymen. I thought you were Canadian this whole time. I, I thought you and Michael were the, like the Canadian unholy duo. Did anyone else think Dr. Josh was Canadian? Know. Do you not know the trinity of Michael, Joshua, and Bart Ehrman? These people are not Canadian except for the father oh of them all, Michael. So <laughs> Michael is the Canadian. He is the father. Okay. Bart Ehrman is the Jesus. And since Joshua rarely speaks, he's the he's the Holy Spirit in their unholy atheist trinity. I don't know, man. That may be two Christians struck by lightning. But yeah, my apologies, Josh or Earl. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe it's better. I mean, maybe it was better to consider you Canadian because you know we're a bunch of dumb Americans here. So so maybe maybe it was good. Maybe it's maybe it's worse for you now that we think you're just like one of us. Canadians are Americans. Yeah. We're the continent of North America. North America includes what? <laughs> one of us. One of us. Canada, the United States, Mexico, and Latin America, including the including the islands of Jamaica. Well, no, it can include the entire Western uh, Hemisphere. I mean, South America too. I mean, just because it's South America, uh, I mean, uh, you know, we're all exactly, still Americans. Exactly. Exactly. In the broadest sense of the term. In the broadest. Why does Chris and Nate sound alike? Oh, Lord, help me now. It's because I asked Leighton Flowers into my heart. No, not so much. <laughs> you gotta stop the more American than thou attitudes, too. Merca. <laughs> you win. I love me some Merca. Anybody who puts the A in America, that's just not American. It's not American. I was listening to the podcast uh, yesterday, and there was this Canadian. Um, he said he was from Canada. <laughs> Wasn't me just assuming again. But it was this Canadian guy, and he hit the A hard, like, all the time. I'm like, is he trolling us? He's just like, and then A, I was like, hey, A. It's like, hey, A, and A, A. I'm like, oh, Lord. That is like Uber Canada. <laughs> Canada, Uber Allah. <laughs> no? I, I, What's that? I mean, what? Huh? That, that's like the, you know, like the Nazi national anthem. Uh, why would I know that? Language. Why do you know that? I don't, I mean, because I've, you know, went to history class. What? Where? Where were you? You sing the Nazi national anthem in history class? What school did you go to? Catholic school. You went to Catholic school where you sang a Nazi national anthem. I mean, yeah, that's about right. Is that a true story? There's no way. I would have just brought that out. Uh-uh. Chris, repent. Don't be singing <laughs> nothing like that. that. Now, that's hateful for real. Yeah, Chris. Sorry, it must be the spirit of latent flowers coming over me again. Fridays are always this way, right? Like, Fridays are always a bunch of nonsense. I, 
I just need I you like to entertain me for about another about another forty five minutes. All right. Oh yeah, um, now they're playing the now they're playing the Black National Anthem before the Super Bowl. I thought they had like got away from all the stuff that makes people incensed at them. I, I, I guess not. Who's them, Nate? Yeah, Nate. Uh, the, the people, well, you or the people <laughs> who are incensed at all the woke garbage. Um, you know. I don't care if they sing a different song. It's fine. Well, no, it's a, it's annoying. Like, well, because they're doing Why? it to like you know they're they're doing it to single out and like. Uh, give ad like admiration for a certain group of people at the exclusion of all others. And there's a word traditionally used when people do things like that. So it doesn't matter mm. if someone is condemning a group uh, for, for being a different, um, you know, uh, race, color, sex, whatever. Um, or if a group is uh, giving privilege to another group because of that, it, it's still, still the same, the same group of words that apply. So, like Sean just said, we're all Americans, right? Even the loosest sense of the term, South Americans are Americans, right? Like, you know, the Aborigines in the Brazil jungle, in the widest sense of the term, we're all, well, technically, yeah, Americans are from the Americas. But, um, so then to, like, segregate, segregate it like that, like, why don't they do the Filipino National Anthem? Like, there was, like, a Filipino, like, guy, uh, it's like a linebacker once, there was, like, a one. But, I mean, where's his National Anthem? Like, you know, where's the... um. I, I think there's like some Hawaiian Samoan uh, players, like linebackers on, on what team? I don't remember. But, you know, is, is there any special treatment for them? Like if you're going to single out one group or um, I don't know, you got to do it for everyone. Or we could be like, hey, we're all Americans. Um, we all bleed the same red blood, which is somehow racist to say. Um, so it's like you get one anthem. The, the country you're in, the country you're playing in, the country you're playing for. Here's your anthem. Here's your song. Suck it up. This is my anthem. This is my song. <laughs> Are you trying to reroute uh, Blessed Assurance? Rewrite Blessed Assurance? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Gee whiz. Now, actually, the song lifts every voice and sing. If you look at the words of the song, it's all by it. It's all by it. The words of what song? Blessed Assurance? Lift every voice and sing. James Weldon Johnson. He wrote it. Oh. See, if you don't know, see, there's some stuff, there's some things you need to know and, and look at the lyrics of the words. And I would say, it, it says, uh, it talks about the Lord. It's a praise song. It's a hymn, actually. Yeah, I'm okay with that. There's the national anthem. I don't care. I'm not tied to the national anthem. It's just a poem by Francis Scott Key. We just we can swap it out. Let's swap it out. I think a hymn would be a really good national anthem. Is there a Christian anthem or something like that? Uh, Amazing Grace. Everybody knows. No, I thought there was yeah, like an actual also, like, uh, Christian, like a, how there's a Christian flag. I thought there was an actual like Christian anthem. There's a Christian Pledge of Allegiance. It's pretty based. Uh, oh, I used to know that. I, I learned it in Royal Rangers. Do you ever know what that was? Anyone know what that was? Royal Rangers? Man, you old, man. The Royal Rangers. You're older than me. <laughs> <laughs> it was like uh, like uh, under the, the like the cross for which I, I kneel or stand or something like that. I, I don't remember. Hey, Rosalie. Hey, Sam. Man, I used to sing that song, man. Oh, there for like two seconds. Remember. I don't remember the words of that song. 
Royal Rangers. Every voice that's not the Royal Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. A, I don't know about no what, Royal Rangers. What was the discussion? What were y'all talking about? Uh, if there was a Christian national anthem. Yeah, Amazing Grace. Is there? Chris, what, did your what, uh, did your other account get hacked or? Uh, is that someone impersonating you or what down there? No, no, no. That's me. I just have I just have um I have our sound clip with the screaming goats ready to go if you want it. Oh, well I tried to invite it, but brother, you want to send him that thing an invite? Oh, no, no, don't send him an invite. No, no, get out, demon, get out. That's not yeah. happening here. Everyone play nice. No, it's good. Come on. It's funny. Sam, how you been? It's been a while. Chilling, man. Taking it easy. I, I've been avoiding your room because I didn't want to come over here and start no trouble, man. I've been kicking Calvinism in the head, and I didn't, I, you know, I didn't want to come here and become a target or target anybody. So I just been kind of hanging out and chilling. So let's all, let's all play nice. Yeah, yeah. Right. If, if you target Chris, I got to allow the screaming goats. No, nope, no. Nope. I, I, I made oh, my screaming goats is so good, before Sam. I, you want to hear the screaming goats? Before I raise my hand, who can we unite against? Is Edo still here? Can you guys join forces against Catholics or Orthodox? <laughs> no, dude, dude, Sam, the Screaming Goats is so good. What Have is you heard it? What is Screaming Note? What is it? Oh, he hasn't heard. Come on, Nate. He All hasn't right. heard it. Brother, Play can it. you invite him back? Play it. I don't have a problem with Screaming Remember, Goats. Remember, Sam, you asked for this. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I'm, I made a vow before I raised my hand not to start. I'm not going to say nothing about Calvinism, none of that. I'm just going to be regular Sam. I'm not going to be past. But you just said something about Calvin. <laughs> oh, okay. Whoa. The Lord hath prohibited you. Now. Now. <laughs> as funny as that. <laughs> Man, that was some pretty awesome <laughs> reverb, though, wasn't it? That was. If you're going to go for reverb, man, that is like, that is like... <laughs> That is too funny, man. All right, all right. Here we go. I'm gonna play the screaming goats, and then you can, then you can. It's, it's good. good. It's good. Come on. Oh, oh that's, that's why. why. Hold on, I gotta fix this. Wow, that's like right. the voice of evil personified. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> That was some harsh reverb right there, boy. Shoot. That was harsh. <laughs> All right. Now I'm ready. Now we're not going to have any weird reverb or anything. All right. Let me see if I can unmute this. See, no weird reverb. That's good. All right. All right. You guys are ready? Here we go. Hey, guys. Sorry ahead of time if it gets a little loud this morning. I'm doing a job out here at Brother Abel's Goat Farm and Wolf Sanctuary and place can get a little wild so yeah i wanted to respond to cherry whoa 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 oh peaches i know i know it upsets you when we read the institutes out loud this early in the morning that is no excuse sorry guys this was this was, this was kane's pet chihuahua and this little ankle biter can get get a little out of hand let me uh let me go somewhere a little more quiet all right yeah this should be good so what i was saying Sorry, sorry, goats are loud. Um, Steffi, hey, I know you're upset about the buffalo. Now's not the time. I, shh, 
okay, okay, okay. I hear you. Kansas City sucks. You hate Taylor Swift. I get it. I, I do. I get it. Sorry, guys. I'll move again. I'm, I'm never going to get my job done today. Man, I didn't realize this whole compound would get so rowdy today, guys. Uh, this should be better. Um, okay. Sorry, I'm just walking by the Wolf Sanctuary, and yeah, they get riled up. You know, somebody, somebody reads some theology out loud, and they get riled up. Uh, I, well, oh, okay, wait. I know the most quiet place. There's this, like, 100-year-old tortoise. It's, he's real slow and, and can be quiet. It's good. Um, you know what? You know what? Never mind. I'm going to have to do this later. Peaches just came running back over. Peaches. Peaches. Sorry, guys. There you go. Okay, go. so I guess, I guess that's fair. Like, Steph has her Chris Rob bingo card, and you have the screaming goat. So, all right, you guys are even now. Assuming you both get to heaven, you're gonna have to spend eternity with each other. So, man, that was figure out a way to do it. Man, that was hilarious. <laughs> How come I missed that? Sam, How long that no offense, now? but I made you the hundred year old turtle. Man, that's okay. <laughs> I'm near about a hundred. <laughs> I'm near about a hundred. When I go to the restaurant, and uh. I got my wife with me. My wife, she's older. She's eight years older than me. And uh, they want to, the, the senior citizen uh, deal is at, 60, at, at age 65. So when they asked me, am I 65? I said, I want to be. Can I get the discount? <laughs> 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 I'm going to get the discount. I don't know how I'm going to be. So usually I get it. But man, I don't, you listen, let me tell you something. I'm a human. I love people. I love life. I love the goodness of God. It's the only reason why I say anything. That's the only reason why I'm a hundred year old turtle. Keep that in mind. God is good. <laughs> <laughs> that was slick, wasn't it? I just saw an Applebee's commercial where it's like fourteen ninety nine for all you can eat, like uh, boneless wings. So I, I'm, eat uh, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go do that today. Not uh, while at the same time praying uh, the whole time without ceasing in my heart um, for, for Jesus to bless whatever chicken meal processed garbage I'm eating when it's all you can eat for 15 bucks. I'm so, trying um, <laughs> to tell you, it's shrimp. Wait a minute. It's, it's all you can eat shrimp. It, it's it's boneless wing shrimp and riblets. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm saying, but we don't even have that. And it's probably all coming from the same dog food processing plant. Right. Um, speaking of food, Michael, welcome. Uh, oh, I, wait a minute. I mis- Michael's mistake. a person. He's not food. What's cracking, Mike? Well, well I mean, I guess if it got right? real bad up in Canada because it's can real be cold, you might look at Michael as food, but I, I don't know, you know, not down here in Florida. So, uh, Michael, I mistakenly confused Josh Bowen. <laughs> I thought you and him were both Canadian. I uh, learned that that is incorrect. Only one of you. Um, but his pizza inspired me to ask, what is the most Canadian pizza? And that's how I learned he was not Canadian. But, but oh. we have some assumptions, Michael. It oh, has okay. to be Let's Canadian bacon. has to be Canadian bacon. Uh, uh, that's something us empiricists like forcing you, and you're like, no, we just call it ham. But, so it has to be Canadian bacon. Chris thinks it has to include maple syrup. And I didn't say it, but I'm going to say that the cheese has to be maybe like the poutine stuff. Poutine. Oh, How close are we? Curds. Or are you just going to be curds. like, are, we, are you just going to be like, yeah, pepperoni? 
Yeah. So, so the, the, the comedian in me wants to say, Chris is totally right. It's just a waffle drizzled maple syrup and we throw a hunk of meat on it. Um, but, but no, actually there's, there like, there are many places in Canada. We just order a Canadian pizza. Um, and it's, uh, extra cheese, mushrooms, pepperoni, and bacon. Bacon, bacon, and, or Canadian bacon, sir? No, 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 not, uh, not penile. No, not penile. Um, Wait, that what is. Did you just call it? Did you just call it penile? Penile. You got to spell that. P E A M E A L. Yeah, that's what I thought you said. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. We're going to go with that. Eh? Yeah. If you, if you Google, if you Google that, you'll see what you, what you would commonly call Canadian bacon. It's sometimes called back bacon. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's mm. got a couple of different names. That's the actual name for it. Um, it is, I mean, it is a food group because it's delicious. Um, but, but I've, I don't know that I've ever had it on a pizza before. It's typically mm. fairly thick cut. It's typically fairly thick cut. So oh, I thought it was it, thin. No, it's typically fairly thick, and so it w- wouldn't. I mean, you'd have to, you'd have to burn the hell out of the pizza in order to get the the the, uh, the back bacon cooked. Well, wait a minute. Or you just pre-cook oh. it and then throw it on the pizza. Yeah. Yeah, you could thing. do that too. Have you ever had like a Hawaiian pizza with like any like pineapple in any like whatever we're calling it, like uh, ham, Canadian bacon, thick cut bacon, thin sliced bacon? Have you ever had like? Pineapple and some sort of ham. Oh yeah, like yeah, like. Well, then uh, you've had, you've pe- basically had it. Well, not really because it's not the same thing. So I mean, so yes, you could say like uh, like for example, like I I love to make um, homemade pizzas, and uh, like I do that I make my own dough and stuff like that, and then uh, I'll do like a black forest ham with pineapple, and then but when I do that, I do like a blend of. Um, Monterey Jack and mozzarella, and that's how I. That's how sounds I real my, good. Sounds that's real how I like good. to do like, my my Hawaiian. Yeah, but I mean, it's. I mean, so if you want to call just any kind of pork product ham or back bacon, okay, sure, you can say I've had it. But um, when you come, you know, when, when you come north of the border to visit me, you'll you'll see what what it's actually like. Now, what I now going back to what you originally said, uh, but this goes for you as well, Nate. Because you were on the podcast, you do have honorary Canadian citizenship. Oh, and okay. yeah, and Josh has been on the podcast like seven or eight times. So I mean, he has <laughs> keys to why. my house. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has keys to my house. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, Josh has my alarm code and keys to my house. I mean, it's just, it's, yeah, it's, he's just, he's family. So, so well, let me ask you this, eh? How many times have you found a mouse in your beer, eh? So, you know what's really funny is. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I don't even like beer, but, um, you know, what's really funny is the most I ever hear people say a is when I hear Americans mischaracterizing how Canadians talk. Oh, um, because I, unless you watch Bob you, and eh? Doug, because unless you watch Bob and Doug McKenzie, <laughs> right. You don't hear it. Michael, <laughs> I was just, I was just saying how I was listening to this podcast yesterday and there was this like Canadian guy, actual Canadian guy. And, um, I thought we were being trolled. Like he said, a like so often and so hard. I'm like, is this guy trolling us? Like, what's going on? He's like, yes, he's yeah, trolling. A, and then this a, and then a, like, but it, I mean, he was talking like he was a real fast talker, but he was just rattling off. It did not sound trolling at all. Like there was never any any joke or laughs or anything. 
he was just like rattling off what he was saying. And, you know, the host was just like going back and forth and everything. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this guy is like ultra like Captain Canada. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, Michael, um, I, I, OK, so my understanding of Canadian bacon is it was basically the same cut. It was just a different slice of, of what we would call some kind of ham. Um, and then what I, I was entering email when you said what the most Canadian pizza was um, and, and not not like what would the most con conceptual Canadian pizza be like all the stuff we were saying. But but what um, does, does do Canadians actually do something on their pizza like, you know, Hawaiian pizza, put pineapple on it. Is there anything like Canadians like routinely call their own that deviates from like the traditional type of pizza toppings? No, not really. And and there's actually, there's a, there's a great place in the little town that I live in called Tuscan Wolf. And the guy that owns it, he uh, he's won all kinds of awards for his pizza. He imports all of his flour from Italy and all of his olive oil and stuff. Oh. Um, and he makes these unbelievable thin crust pizzas. And he does a white sauce pizza as well, which is just spectacular. Mm. Um, and and he does like prosciutto and truffle and all kinds of crazy stuff. Um. And, and it's, it's the best, it's the best pizza I've ever had this side of the Atlantic, because when, when we were in, when we honeymooned in Italy and, and Germany, we had pizza, at this little kind of hole in the wall place, uh, in, um, uh, in, uh, where was it? Just close to the Rialto bridge in, in, uh, in Venice. And it was just this unbelievable pizza. And I swore, I swore off, I'm like, I'm never going to have thin crust pizza again, because you're just going to ruin it. Like the same as I have. I ate gelato when I was in Italy. I have not had gelato since because I know everything else will be a letdown. <laughs> and, um, and so when my, when my wife found this Tuscan wolf place, cause it's just a little hole in the wall place here. She's like, let's try it. Let's try it. It says real authentic Italian. And now when I want like, like real Italian pizza, it's the only one that I'll have. Mm. But, but I guess the best, the most direct answer to your question is no. Um, there's no, like, oh, this is the hallmark of Canadian pizza. There's, there's, I, there's nothing that I'm aware of. So, so Nate, I, I actually have found a real Canadian um, TV show that explains back bacon. And I can just, it's, it's, it's real short. I can just play it for you. Um, I think you'll, you'll like it. If it's Michael, screaming goats, I think, I'm kicking you. I think it's, no, I think Michael will really like it. Oh, good day. Good day, good day. That's Bob and Doug. <laughs> Bob McKenzie, it's my brother Doug. How's it going, Abe? Two topics today, back bacon and long underwear. Like, they're different topics, right? Okay, first topic. Well, I don't know which one should be first. Which one should uh, go long underwear and then food as a reward? Okay, long underwear is our topic today, and my guest is my brother. How's it going, Abe? Just like on real shows. Yeah. My guest today is my brother, Doug McKenzie. And, How are you? Uh, he's, Good day. He's like an expert, right, on long underwear. That's right. Because he, like, dirties them so much. <laughs> okay, no, seriously, though. Uh, long underwear, right? What, how do you know when to use it? Don't. Well, what? I don't dirty them, me. No, I was just kidding. How do you know when to use it? Well, simple, when it's cold out, right? Okay, the other topic. Wait, I thought I was the expert. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't okay. I get to have a view here? Yeah, right, a view. Okay, okay, go. Well, for long underwear, the difference is that it, instead of ending here, it goes all the way down oh, here. Oh, well, they know that. But go on. And then you can get 
them like thick or thin, depending on how cold. If it's real cold, you get thick. If it's real thin, you get thin. Or you could wear two thin pairs. Cold, you get thin. What? You wear two thin pairs. Jeez, I'm getting scared now. What? Food. Next topic. Okay, next topic's back bacon. And look what happens when you overcook it. It shrivels up, right? You put beer in that. That's why I did that. No, we always put beer in there. You know, he, we used to use margarine. Now we use beer. We always use For beer. like eggs, eight, to keep it from sticking the pan, you pour beer in. Like, why is there no back bacon flavored gum? That'd be great, eh? Mm. So that's our show for today. So good day. <laughs> so, so it's funny. So funny fact. Um, Dave Thomas, my wife, one of her very best friends is Dave Thomas's daughter. Um, for Wendy's? No, not that guy. Dave Thomas. No, this guy. <laughs> yeah. Comedian. Different guy. Um, but, uh, and, and I've met Dave Thomas. He's a super sweet guy. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's funny. As soon as they, they did the whole song, I knew exactly who it was. And, and yeah, that's a staple. That's from the SCTV or Second City, um, television network which isn't on the air anymore has been on for a long time but that's where guys like um eugene levy and uh john candy and all those guys that's where they got their start they're all canadian and yeah super uh super great have, have any of you and this is a total tangent have any of you watched uh schitt's creek yes <laughs> yeah Great show, great show. Um, it is very funny. <laughs> yeah, super funny. But, but those are all. Oh, oh yeah, Ro, yeah, Rose is hysterical. The movie um, trailer. <laughs> yeah, super, super good. But, um, but, but Eugene, and that's his uh, his son, right? Uh, in it as well, and it's just yeah, great. There's a lot of uh, yeah. But Chris, it's funny. I knew, I knew that's what you were going to play as soon as you said you had a clip. I knew it. Yeah, you know. The, the the movie one of my favorite cult classic movies is the 1983 magnum opus of Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas Strange Brew, and uh, what they do is they take the plot of Hamlet and they turn it Canadian, which is amazing. Yep, that is uh, that is certainly a cult classic here. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's actually the uh, the release date for Strange Brew is a national holiday here. <laughs> the height of Canadian culture is Bob and Doug McKenzie. Uh, may well be. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny. We got a lot of people. We got Mark. We got Margaret Atwood and, and lots of uh, amazing people. Um, but yeah. Anyway, enough about this. Gods aren't real. <laughs> yeah. So, so Nate, just Repent check out. Just check out uh, the Great White North on uh, on YouTube, and they've got all the stuff. They have the entire album, like Bob and Doug McKenzie did like a, you know, because like in the early 80s and late 70s, it was a thing like comedians would do like vinyl albums, like long play albums. So there was like, you know, like this is like the era of uh, Eddie Murphy and Bill Cosby doing albums and all that stuff. And so they had the national anthem and Bill Cosby praise in the same podcast. You are on a tear. I'm just, you know. Yeah, there's, trying to uh, give people content here, man. One of the funny, uh, one of the funny ones is uh, is Bob and Doug doing uh, Twelve Days of Christmas. If you've heard, if you've ever heard oh, that, that's a classic. It's very funny. My true love gave for me a beer. A beer, yeah, a beer. <laughs> I just grew up with this stuff, so like I grew up with Second City. I'm from Chicago. Second City was a was a comedy 
you know, kind of thing in Chicago. Um, you know, Dan Aykroyd as well got his start there. So yep, the exactly. Yep. Yeah, yep. like all the people from Saturday Night Live, like basically Lauren Michaels went to S to Second City and basically just grabbed everybody who was at Second City and made them the first cast of of SNL. Hard agree. The other favorite Canadian comedy is Letterkenny. That show. Is... Oh, we were talking about that yesterday. We that yesterday. Yeah, oh we yeah, about that pretty yesterday. good. Well, that and um, Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park Boys is another cult see, classic. I never, I never got it. I never got into that. Me either, Michael. See, I'm more Canadian yeah. than Chris. He's trying to be Canadian poser. I'm like, no, no, I never got into it. I tried. I watched a little bit. I just, I just couldn't do it. Listen, Hoser, I've actually been to Canada and the Canadian wilds. Me too. Woods. I've been it's to, funny. Um, where, where have I been? What was it called? Um, Manitoba. Um, what's the city in Manitoba? The big one's Winnipeg. Um, yeah, yeah, Winnipeg. That yeah. counts, right, Michael? Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, Canadian that enough. counts, yeah. It's too bad you couldn't name the city. But, yeah. uh, I would have got funny. it. We should have, a, we should have like a comparison. Like, I, I would hazard a guess that I have been to more places in the United States than everybody on this stage has been to places in Canada. I bet you win. I'm just going to yeah, you win you that. Win. Well, it's like you talked about Shorzy. Like, his character in Letterkenny is hilarious. But the yes. actual season that where he got his own show, it is not as good. No, Shorzy's not as good as he, as he was in Letterkenny. Um, it was, yeah, no, it was, he was much better in Letterkenny than he was in his own, in his own show. I liked, yeah, I, I, I didn't not you know, enjoy, uh, Shorzy, like, you know, having the, you know, characters like Tannis and stuff still in it are, you know, are, are funny, but yeah, not as good. So it's funny, funny story. Another funny story that show is filmed in Sudbury, which is where my wife is from. Um, but it's supposed to be based in a town called Listowel, Ontario. Um, which has, you know, it's, it's, it's a you know, huge farming community and, uh, a lot of, um, minor league hockey players like from the OHL and stuff like that um, came from came from in and around that area as well. What uh, what kind of crops do they have there? Eh? Like uh, barley for beer? I don't know. I'm, I'm a city guy. My, my, my idea of roughing it is when the cable goes out. Um, I, I don't camp. I mean, my idea of camping uh, is going to you know, is going to a resort Four seasons. Yeah, exactly. I do not. You, I do did not. Did you hear how they, they just found in like, uh, California, they just found how, um, all these homeless people were sleeping in caves, like actual caves. Um, they're like 20 feet underground and they were trying to like get them out. Um, to, because it was unsafe to move them to, you know, a safer place like the streets where they can get stabbed. Speaking of camping. What like what makes you think you can't get stabbed in a cave? Pretty sure you can get stabbed just about anywhere. I mean, maybe space yeah. might be a challenge. Like they said, there was like danger of um, like cave-ins and stuff like that. But then instead of moving them to like, I don't know, like their solution was moving them to yeah, where where you can you know have arguably just as much or more harm. But someone made the point. They're like, well, that's what the rest of us call camping. It's like, you know, you, you go outside the city, you go find a nice little area of, like, you know, woodland or whatever, and you just live there. 
Like, it's not punishment. Like, people do it for recreation. Nope, 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 nope. Um, I must have... Uh, the last time I went camping, I went out and I bought one of those double-thick air mattresses. Um, so, you know, so my ass was like a foot and a half off the ground. Um, and I was miserable the whole time because there was no cell service and I couldn't bring my TV or my Xbox with me. I, was, I hate it. I hate everything about it. I know my idea of connecting with nature is watching something on national geographic. Um, <laughs> See, the, yeah, no, 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 no. The, the thing I hate most about, um, camping is the humidity, like how, how, you, you know, everything's fine and then you go to sleep, but then in the middle of the night, like when the dew shows up and it's just, everything is like, like s- sticky and like sweaty and like that cold damp, like, like dew. Did you just say that. that a dude shows up and then it gets sticky and sweaty? What? I'm thinking Calvinism is the road to Antichrist. Huh. Wow. I'm just saying, like, it sounded like you said, like, then the dude shows up. I was thinking, like... Do huh. the same do that God hath blessed Adam and Eve with before it rained on the earth. The dew that would come up on the ground every morning. Listen, man. I'm worried about I got a problem. I ain't got a problem with your outdoor YMCA or anything. It's fine. It's funny. I was chatting with uh, chatting with somebody yesterday. Um, may actually end up being a podcast episode for us. And he's a hardcore Calvinist. And I was doing some reading. <laughs> well, Side 10 Bruton Kate. Uh, no, it wasn't Sai. Although, I mean, Sai's been on the podcast. I actually sent him a message because he's kind of resurfaced uh, a little bit. And so I like I have a cell phone number and he's got mine. And uh, so I sent him a message saying, you know, hey, you know, sir, you know, saw you're coming, you know, kind of back, you know, kind of creeping out of the, you know, creeping out of the shadows a little bit. You know, be nice <laughs> to talk to you again sometime. Um, and and it's, it's funny. I th- there were what's the most charitable thing I can say. Some stuff was said. He disappeared, and now he's back. That's all I know. <clears throat> and so this other hardcore Calvinist you're having. Yeah, this other hardcore Calvinist I was talking to. Um, and I was doing a, a little bit more reading. And Chris, it'd be something that I'd be interested to talk to you more about, I guess, when maybe both of us have more time. But it it seems to me like the, the roadblock that I always hit, the roadblock I always end up at, is trying to square free will and the different types of, whether it be permissive or prescriptive with the idea of an omnipotent God, because, because that seems to me, and and I understand there's a ton of theology and stuff that goes into it, but at the base level, it seems to me to be entirely incoherent because, and I'll I'll tell you briefly why, like my, my 30,000 foot view, 30 second response is if like the, the Bible talks about God knowing the beginning from the end. Okay, fine. If God knows the beginning from the end, then I cannot do what God does. Because if God knows something, it ha- like knowledge has to be truthful. Like true, like it has to be true. If God kn- quote unquote knows what it is I'm going to do, it is not possible for me to do different. And 
I, and I can't seem to wrap my brain around the whole idea of permissive, permissive and prescriptive will as simply being a theological argument to back up the Calvinistic belief, but it's, but, but it just, it just smacks of incoherence. <laughs> and I mean that as respectfully as I can possibly say. Yeah. Sounds good I mean, to me. <laughs> there was a, there was a whole book written about this, uh, called Freedom of the Will. It's been a bunch of books written about it since. Um, you got my it, email address. Send me, send me a link. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could just, it's, it was written in 1740, so you can just download it for free. It's just Freedom of the Will by Jonathan Edwards. Um, Hang on. I'm looking it up. Yeah, yeah. And while you're looking that up, I wonder, like, how you really have a conversation with, like, without just like filler conversation with like a, you know, whatever real hardcore Calvinist says, because like, you think God commands rape? Yep. You think God, uh, God is evil, creates evil? Yep. So you worship an evil God? Sure. Yep. Like, how does that go? Like, okay, well, I hear what you say. I hope you're wrong. Well, no, it's interesting because this, like, this is, it, it, it falls in line like, with conversations that I've had with people like Cy and people like, like uh, Matt Slick. Like he, he was on the podcast uh, almost a month ago now. And, you know, and I've spoken with him before and I, I understand the theological underpinnings, right? Permissive versus prescriptive. And I understand, I've heard the arguments lots of times, uh, you know, about how <clears throat> someone who subscribes to, to that system of beliefs is able to square it within their own mind. I am incapable of squaring, or at least presently, uh, you know, being as charitable as possible. I am presently incapable of squaring that in my mind because, Again, if, if not, like, Chris, do you agree that knowledge has to be true? In what sense? Uh, like, I can believe false things. Yeah. And, and believe. Yeah, no, but knowledge. okay. Yes, you can believe something. But can you know something that isn't true? Can I know something that isn't true? You can know a fictional story that, that's not true. It's fiction, but you can know it in and out. Yeah, 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 but the, yeah, but the story is still true. The fact that the story exists is true. The fact right? that the story you know, exists got about is 10 true. Minutes left. No, yeah. no, no, it's, it's totally fine. And we're, we're about to go down a rabbit hole that's going to want to make you hit yourself with a bat. Um, yeah. the real <laughs> I'm going to turn this one over to Jesse. So you can't, you can't properly know false things, but you can, you can have like knowledge of true things because you have a justification of it. You see a shape of a sheep on, on the hill, okay, that you're going to, and it may turn out that that's not really a sheep. It's just a cardboard cutout of a sheep. Sure. For the moment, because of the justification you have, that's true knowledge. Right? Okay. When so justification uh, uh, fails, then then it's not. Then it turns out it was never true knowledge. Right. So it's it's holding to the criteria of fallibility. Right. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm a fan of fallibilism. And uh, are you taking are you taking knowledge as in as JTB in this sense then? Yeah. Justify justify true belief? Yeah. Okay. But God can't have that, right? Like God no, would know whether it was a cardboard cutout or not. Yeah, because his knowledge is not discursive, it's intuitive. Right. Right. So 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 God wouldn't be wouldn't be subject to the same possible flaws in understanding, reasoning, or logic that we would be, be sub uh, suspect to or subject to. Yeah, because he's the grounds he's the ground we're grounding for all facts. So. Right. So God can't know something 
that isn't true, can he? No. Right. So then if God, quote unquote, knows what it is I am going to do, I, I cannot do differently. Could I? Correct. Right. So, and, and that's where, and, and it's funny. And like I said, like, I know you, you kind of just joined and Nate's only got a few minutes and I've got five ish. Um, and I'm happy for you to, you know, to kind of take the, the last bit of remaining time to, to go into the explanation, but that's where for me, uh, you know, just speaking personally for myself, I am unable to square that because it is to me, it just, it is incoherent. So it's not any different than, for example, if you like on an incompatibilist model, say like, say God just didn't exist and individual's decisions are just brutally simple. Okay. That's not going to be any different than the fact that whatever your decision is down the road, the future fact of a decision you make just is factually the case and it cannot be any other way. Because you're just going to choose X over Y in that circumstance. And that fact is just true in virtue of nothing other than yourself. You're just not appealing to God for the basis of that fact. So you're not really, it's not really a problem that's per se unique to God. It's just a grounding objection. Like whatever the fact is grounded in is the fact and it could not be any other way. So, I mean, on incompatibilism, they're theoretically saying that it could be the other way. Like, right on free will but that's really kind of more like a practical concern than it is actually right or like it's more like a causal concern is there something that determines the fact of your choice outside of itself down the road but that's why i'm saying it's one of the same is because even on your account future facts are fixed according to you like they're open only insofar as you haven't obtained them yet so there's not really any significant difference, whether it's grounded in God's knowledge or just future fact on your end. It doesn't matter. And remember, yeah, is, yeah. as, no, as, as no, ex, no excuse to say, you know, I'm an atheist. So, you know, if God wanted me different, I could be um, for all intents and purpose. Treat it as you have free will. If that's your perception. Right. So if you're someone who can use a little bit of faith and a little bit of what if this is real and mute. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. See, God knew you were going to do that, and uh, you my, know you can exercise God. a little, exercise a little bit of faith, and uh, quote choose to follow God. Well, it doesn't matter if God forced you to do that, you did that on your own, or God knew you were going to do that on your own. The fact is, if you can do it, you did it. So it doesn't matter who knew it. If you can do it, you can do it. So, uh, so anyway, I, I do have to run, CEO. Um, I did watch the last twenty minutes of episode four. Uh, it turns out I, I just finished episode. I, I was halfway through episode three. Um, which was awful. And so I basically skipped the last half of that and the first half of episode four. I watched the last 20 minutes. And, uh, okay, the last 20 minutes was pretty entertaining. I will give it that. Okay, you're, you're now in for a treat. And I think I will be Loki redeemed after you finish. <laughs> so are these next two episodes awesome all the way through or only like certain moments in them? Um, so episode five, I would give it about a 70% of the time awesome. <clears throat> episode six, I think, is all the way through awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see how it goes. Everyone has have an awesome uh, Friday, awesome, awesome weekend. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Cheers. Take care.